Welcome to Soul Driven, a podcast dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for life inspiration, practical how-tos, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I am your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to another weekly episode here on the Soul Driven Podcast. My name is Anna Hendricks and I am so pleased to have you. So a couple of announcements before we jump into today. First of all, if you haven't signed up for my free upcoming workshop on the 22nd, you're going to want to do it. You've got one more week as of today. So next Wednesday evening, I will be leading folks through a how to manage your energy workshop. It is going to be a lot of fun, but it's also going to provide you practical tools in which to utilize to help you protect, shift, and elevate your energy. Something that's crucial for these times especially, but something that you can use at any point in time, you know, before you're walking into a meeting that's important, if you're like watching your kids and you're ready to pull your hair out, if you're in the midst of an argument with the loved one, I mean, these are tools that are very helpful and we'll be going through them. So make sure you sign up. The link will definitely be in the show notes. And you can find it kind of posted all over our social media channels at Soul Driven Podcast as well. <laughs> um, the second announcement is that I am going to be fully launching the Soul Driven community on the 29th of this month. I'm very excited to do that. I have been really putting a lot of time and thought into how I could create a space, a safe space for all of us to come together, to be with one another, and to be able to share everything from our spiritual growth to what's going on within our businesses. It's definitely going to be a community that hits on both of those bases because, of course, that's me. And since I'm the backbone of Soul Driven that is just going to be something that we will be offering support um, in for both of those. (laughs) I often like back my way into um, not such great, um, uh, what's the word? Mm, Bad grammar. (laughs) Um, Okay, so today we're just going to jump right in. Today we're talking about surrendering to the now. And just a little disclaimer up front that if idea of surrender is something that triggers you and or if in the midst of my sharing the importance of surrender or my stories or anything like that about surrender today triggers you, I invite you to go deeper on why that is. In addition, I also invite you to kind of take in the podcast as a whole before you start throwing 
assumptions on it. I know that even in the midst of coming up, um, well, creating this podcast, that I had my own personal resistance, and that was something I kind of had to work through. But it was very, very clear that this is what I was supposed to be talking about this week. So here we are. Okay, so surrender. What does surrender mean? We've got quite a few definitions. If you look online, Oxford Dictionary, pretty much any dictionary out there, we've got everything from ceasing resistance to an enemy or an opponent and submitting to their authority to, and this is more so where I'm going with this podcast, abandoning oneself entirely to a powerful emotion or influence to give into. Now, before we kind of dive into today, I definitely want to just lay before you the difference between surrender versus resistance. So these are opposites, obviously. Today we're going to be talking about the importance of surrender. There is always a time in life to resist. There is always a time to push back. For those who know me, that's probably where I naturally reside, is in like the full-on resistance. Like, no way, no way, I'm not doing that. I don't think so. That doesn't work for me. I don't like that. (laughs) Whatever the case may be. But I have really been, I've been going through a lot of lessons lately that have really been teaching me the incredible beauty and power of surrender. And so that's of course why I'm bringing it to you. But like kind of two things that we can throw up here from the very beginning, COVID versus social injustice, right? This of course is my opinion, you may view this differently. But in regards to the COVID-19 and how we react to that, absolutely there are things that we can be doing, wearing a mask, respecting social distancing, um, washing our hands, those kinds of things. But as a whole, when it comes to kind of just our reactions to the virus, what is it that's going on? You know, a lot of us are having to come back into our homes right now and or are having to really take some pretty big steps back in regards to being social or doing the things that we would like to do. And this is a a huge area where we can really surrender because the bottom line is, is that we don't have any control over the collective as a whole. And while we can do what we can do for ourselves and be responsible, if the community as a whole doesn't want to be responsible, (laughs) then that's not something that we can control, right? It's just not. Now, social injustice, I think, is a very different thing. Again, this is my opinion, but you are listening to my podcast. I think that when it comes to social injustice, these are places where we need to resist. And I mean specifically right now, In these times, in these days, and moving forward, I think resistance is very important when it comes to social injustice because we have kind of as a society here in the United States anyway, um, I I would say in in many ways surrendered to, you know, the the outcomes of social injustice. We have allowed these things to really 
implant themselves in our in our lives in our views in our thinking in our behavior and that has got to stop we have to resist so kind of on the front end i just wanted to share that with you so that we talk about those differences now moving into surrender and certainly my own personal stories i i gotta tell you These last couple of months have been major, major lessons of surrender for me. (laughs) And it hasn't been easy, (laughs) y'all. Like, um, when I say surrender, I mean putting aside my ego. I mean having to really look at myself and look at my life and where my growth is at and... I mean, there have been more than one different times over the past few months where I have been feeling such frustration and such uh, irritation and, and like conflict and just wanting to push back and resist so much that I have worked myself into a place of total unhappiness and stress and anxiety and I I remember the first time that this happened it was about two months ago and I had really just been man my my relationship we were you know dealing with a lot of things we were um, disagreeing very heavily through that period of time I think that every relationship is really being tested right now and a number of different things right For my partner and I, we have continued to social distance and really limit our, you know, goings out and our social activities, even though the restrictions have been lifted. And so while we care about each other very much, I mean, you know, when you only see that other person because we don't have pets and we don't have kids. And so there aren't, you know, like, like little things in between to kind of allow us to uh, get a break <laughs> from each other um, we've really been forced you know to um, to look at each other a lot and again we like each other but these are not easy things I don't think that these are easy things even for like the best of us um, and I'll just speak for myself I mean he handles and has handled this infinitely better than I am. But that's kind of typical. I feel like, you know, men as a general rule are usually the more calm, uh, emotionally neutral, like, person in the relationship. (laughs) Um, That's certainly the case in my relationship. Um, And I guess when I say men, I should say Anyway, I, I won't I won't dive in, but like he has always been a lot more neutral and and less emotional than I am, at least outwardly so. I'm a very emotionally expressive person. I use my hands when I talk. Um, I get really loud sometimes, especially like when I get really excited or if I get like or if I'm like really wanting to make a point. Um, I grew up and you know my my background is Spanish and his background is Latin. Um, but in my family, it was a lot of intense personalities. So when you wanted to be heard or you wanted to like, whatever the case may be, like you got loud. 
that was just kind of part of it. And it's almost kind of like a token of our love for one another in a way. Like it's, it's us feeling at home when we get loud. So um, the bottom line is that we were really going through a lot and we were, it was not a fun time. And I was really pushing back on kind of everything that he was sharing with me and that he was saying. And I was just, I had built up a lot of resistance and I was very unhappy. And we had spent, I think one night apart at this point in time because we were just like, we need a break. And this was on like a second or third night kind of down the road from that. And because we were arguing again, we were both in our separate beds again. And, um, and I was reading. And as I was reading, I just felt the word and just energy kind of brush, just like fall over me. And it was just like, surrender, Anna. Just surrender. And I just kind of like turned over and I was like, okay, I surrender. I surrender. And I messaged him a little bit after that and I was like, hey, like I think we should sleep together tonight. I don't think it'll be good for us to sleep apart again. And he ended up coming back into the room and we went to sleep. And I woke up the next day and it was like, it was gone. This, all of this, like, this resistance that I had built up inside of me, it was gone. And I felt like myself again. I felt like open and light and loving and like my, my heart chakra was open again and I could, I could feel, (laughs) I don't know if you're like me sometimes. I, I get so caught up in the doing of life. And in the want to achieve and to better myself, I want to like make things happen and I want to get to a certain place really soon and I want to this and that, that like I just kind of turn off inside of me towards the things that I need to like be turned on to. Um, Relationships specifically. So I don't know if you've heard about the Enneagram at all. If you haven't, I highly, highly suggest checking out the Enneagram. It is a very useful tool for helping to understand yourself. It's definitely becoming more of a mainstream uh, thing now. And um, I think it's like the Enneagram Institute I didn't expect to talk about this, otherwise I would have a website address for you all, but I'll be sure to put it in the show notes. So if you go, you can go and take a test. It's very different than a personality test um, because it really sinks into the emotional side of who we are. In the Enneagram, I'm a three, which is the achiever. And our child wound, if you will, is that somewhere along the way in our very early years, we learned that love meant achievement, or at least that is how we translated it. And so we grew up thinking that if we achieve, then we will be loved. And not just loved, but worthy of love. It's definitely always kind of been a difficult thing for me to open up in relationships with people because I feel like if they understand what kind of a train wreck I am (laughs) because most people think the way that I carry myself I've got it all together and um, 
I'm not necessarily about, you know, uh, making that, uh, that image, you know, like, and then believing in that image. But it's also, I can tell you at a young age when I did try and be vulnerable with people and I did try and open up and show, you know, those pieces that fall apart in me, my close family and friends, like they couldn't deal with it. I'm typically the person that everyone comes to, to talk to for advice, for help. Um, and so when I tried to do that as a young child, as a young girl, and I was met with this like, like, like shock. It was like, wait, what, Anna? This is, wait, this is what you feel? How is that even possible? You look like you've got it all together. And it just became a very overly vulnerable thing for me. So I kind of stopped sharing those things. So anyway, the problem, or not the problem, but I would say the wounding of, the child wounding of the three in, in childhood, what that looks like when you're an adult is that you get so much into this frame of mind of achieving and going and building that you stop feeling. You, you kind of stop associating with your emotions because for whatever crazy reason in like a three's mind, there is this thing that makes us feel like we have to choose one or the other. That like we can either be emotional and invest in our relationships or we can achieve. And I can't even tell you all of the ways in which this has played out in my life. I, I can be a workaholic so easily. <laughs> I mean, I've never been someone who sits around and just like does nothing. In fact, when I do that now in my more adult years, I'm like, yeah, I sat around. <laughs> I did nothing. Um, and I'm like proud of myself because I'm getting much better at that. But in the midst of trying to achieve, like it's difficult for me to pull away and like go have dinner or go have a date night or go have this or that. I'm like constantly thinking about work, you know? So like, even if we go somewhere and we do something fun, it's difficult for me to be in the present, which leads me to the word of like my word for 2020. I thought long and hard about this towards the end of 2018, 19, getting my years mixed up and come to be that present was the word that I wanted. Um, because present is really what I need to work on, like for sure. Being present in the moment, being present, you know, when things are going on, being present in conversations, um, being just being present and, um, However, as this year has progressed, it has become surrender. And what happened a couple of months ago was just kind of the beginning of, of that surrender and of that, the importance of surrender kind of taking over in my life. And surrender has started to infiltrate every area of my life in a really beautiful, but also very kind of intimidating or vulnerable type of way it's been uncomfortable and it's been like it's 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 just not always been the easiest to say the least um because I am someone who really likes to be in control and I'm someone who likes to be driving the ship and you know I'm like a little mother hen when like 
you know, my, my chickadees or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about them correctly. So, uh, forgive me. But, um, when they, you know, if like people step out of line, I want to be like, no, 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 you need to be doing this. No, 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 that isn't right. You need to be doing this. Um, wherever that comes from, you know, I'm the oldest child. I, I pretty much raised my brother and sister when they were younger, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's a huge part of who I am. And so much of the things that have been coming up for me lately, I mean, I don't know if you have been paying attention to what's been going on astrologically, but from having all of these planets in um, retrograde, you know, we just got over Mercury in retrograde. Thank you, Lord. Oh my goodness. Um, but like we were dealing with Saturn, we've been dealing with Mars and Pluto and I mean I gotta tell you I'm very sensitive to these energies and have only become more so in the past year of my life as I've really started diving in and understanding energy and understanding myself and and the world around me and really just opening up in that way and man I have just it's been it's been a ride and so I think that that's very much a part of why I was really led to create this podcast because I know that when I'm going through things that like there's a lot of people going through the same thing. I'm not the only one, not by any means. And so I can lay my <laughs> my tragic mess of a story, um, which really it's not, but um, you know, like my mess, it is still my mess, that's for sure, at, at your feet in hopes that it helps you to find your own Footing and your own grounding in the midst of change and I mean there's so much happening right now uh, in our country in our society and culture and, and on the world I mean like getting online right now is so exhausting and it's exhausting because it's just like everywhere you look everyone is arguing everyone is fighting um, everyone is so divided and and we are, we are one. I am you. You are me. Like, I am the homeless person on the street. I am the dog in the kennel. I am, you know, the, 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 I, I am, I am everyone and everyone is me. We are all the same, literally. And it breaks my heart to see us so disjointed the way that we have been. And again, what do I come back to? Surrender, right? So why is it important to surrender? When we do surrender, we are able to open ourselves up to the universe, God, spirits, plan. We allow ourselves to become more creative. We also provide the universe an opportunity to bless us with opportunities that far exceed anything that we could dream of. Now, as someone who very much likes to be in control, this is a difficult one, but I can tell you that the more that I learn to surrender my life, the more that I am blessed in my life. And the more I am blessed with things that are even outside of what I could have originally imagined. In addition, surrendering allows us to like take pressure off of ourselves to figure it out. 
and we can regain our joy in the midst of that. So if things are very difficult and tough and you have a lot of indecision going on and you're not sure what to do and maybe you're not happy with certain areas in your life, you can offer this up to the universe and surrender it and let it go. Let it be. Keep on going about your day. Surrendering is, I think, especially in our Western culture, we think of the word surrender and like we think of it being weak, right? Like someone comes to your town and they're going to take over and like, don't you dare surrender, right? Um, But surrendering is strength. Surrendering is making a decision. And in this specific case, and in what, what it is that we're talking about today, which was like that second part, abandoning oneself entirely to a powerful emotion or influence. When we do that, we are having faith that the universe is in command and will give us what is best for us. So of course, doing this helps us to relieve all kinds of stress and pressure. And I mean, like that night when I was in bed and I was, I mean, I was so upset. I was just frustrated. I was ready to like, oh, it was like I, I couldn't figure out, you know, I, my, my partner and I, we had been arguing so much. Like I didn't even know what we were arguing about anymore. I didn't even know what the problem was. But of course, I was going round and round and around in my head trying to figure it out like, oh my gosh, what is this? Or what is this? Or do we, should we even be together? Or blah, 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 blah. And the, 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 you don't make those decisions at that in the midst of emotion, right? That's like not the time to do that. And so I had to let it go. Man, when I let it go, like the next day when we came together, I gotta tell you, I was able to really share my my side of the story. Um, I I was able to articulate myself very clearly and I was able to stay calm and I was able to just kind of have an objective conversation and I was able to hear him and what he needed to say about how I had hurt him or upset him and what that problem was without being personally entangled in the mess, right? Surrendering is strength because it's knowing that like, we don't need to do this right now, right? The bottom line is when it comes to surrender, like we can't control what we can't control, right? We can't control people, things, events, Life, we really can't control life. We can do our best to steer, to show up ready, to do our part, but we can't control it. Like, we just can't. I mean, and, and COVID 19 is the, the perfect example of that, right? Because if you're like me, I mean, I gotta tell you, I had a full list of things that I was gonna be doing in 2020, and a lot of them had to do with being social and traveling. And going out and doing these different things. And I mean, I, I halfway point, I looked at my goals for the year and it's like, oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not, you know, like we are not in control. We can plan and we can do all of that. And that's great. Um, I had 
little tiny gnat that like was very into my face there for a second. <laughs> Real time. That's what this podcast, how this podcast is being recorded. But again, why do we try to control what we can't control? We shouldn't. You know what I mean? The main things that we can do is control how we react, try try our best anyway. Um, and then we have to take care of ourselves in the process. We really, 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 really have to take care of ourselves right now. I mean, oh my gosh, if there's ever been a time for self-care, it is right now. And I'm talking about sleep. I'm talking about eating good foods that nourish your body. I'm talking about minimizing time on the news and social media and things that drain us. I'm talking about laying those foundations and boundaries, you know, for people who might be draining us. Like we must practice self-care right now because there's a lot of different things going on. Um, And short little plug for my workshop. I mean, sign up because I will be giving you these tools that will teach you how to protect and shift and elevate your energy. And I gotta tell you, like your energy, it's everything right now. It really is. Um, and these are gonna be very beneficial tools for you. So even if you can't make it live, I'll be sending out the replay to everyone who signs up. So sign up, just do it. It's gonna be awesome. So what I wanted to do is kind of share like a little list of, of what surrender looks like and what it doesn't look like with you before we wrap up today. So what surrender looks like? One, letting go. In yoga, that's something that we're constantly saying, like let go, let go, stop trying to control. Number two, sidestepping the ego. When we are able to put our ego in the back seat, then we are surrendering to what it is that's happening. Number three, leading with our heart. Surrendering is always living from a place, like from a place of love, always. Number four, accepting what is. When we are surrendering, whether it is to ourselves, a situation, um, attitude, whatever the case it may be, like accepting is almost that first step that helps us to surrender. Number five, don't try and change. This is not trying to change others. We can't control anybody else. No matter what it is that we believe, uh, we, can't, we can't control other people. And when we waste our time trying to change others or get them to see our point of view, A, we're wasting energy, and B, we're definitely not surrendering. Number six, being open to what may come. Now, in the morning, it's something I try and say. I don't remember to say it every morning, but I try and say, thank you for today. Whatever may come, thank you. And I mean that because, you know, the good times are amazing, but we also learn so much in the hard times. And so I try and go ahead and just like open myself up to, all right, if it's a great day, I'm going to be super excited. And if it's a tough day, well, hey, It's a day, I'll get through it. Tomorrow can be a brand new day, right? Number seven, allowing new information to change our mind. I thought this one was very important and relevant, especially for these times, because hopefully if we are 
a part of what is going on in our society right now, if we are engaged in social injustice, in, in, in helping to fight that fight, if we are having you know, uncomfortable conversations, which I hope that we all are, then we also need to be very open to allowing new information to change our mind. That's gonna be huge for our growth and our benefit. So a couple of things that surrender does not look like, number one, is letting people walk all over us. Nope, nope, that is definitely not what I'm talking about. Um, as I shared before, like laying boundaries is very important. And so surrendering is not, 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 not about like, you know, letting those boundaries, like, or getting rid of those boundaries or letting folks step all over them, no way. Surrendering is not letting people walk all over us. It is not giving up. Definitely not what I'm saying. It's very important that we show up to life with whatever it is we know we can contribute and we know that we can do. We do our best and the universe will meet us the rest of the way. It will take care of everything that we can't do or can't fulfill at that point in time. Giving up is not like I'm not asking you to turn off your TV or to not get involved in things that are going on. That's not what this is about. We need to do what feels right for us, absolutely. But there will be a time of surrender. There will be a time of knowing like, okay, I've pushed this, you know, I've pushed 90% of the way here and now I'm going to surrender the rest of the universe. So that's just the way it is. We, we, we can't be capable or we can't be responsible for everything. Um, number three, putting our dreams on hold. No, I'm not saying that in the midst of surrendering in these hard times, this is not an excuse to kind of say, well, it's tough right now. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to chase this dream or I don't want to do this thing or I don't want to start this business or I don't want to, whatever the case may be. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. If that's truly how you feel, if you really come to that place and you feel like this is not the time that's totally your choice but I'm saying in the midst of surrendering we don't just become this like willowing you know like grass in the wind just like going with it no that's not what surrender is about number four being mediocre about life nope definitely not what we're talking about here again we have to show up for life we have to keep participating we have to keep trying we have to keep doing our best but at the same time, we have to learn that finite, thin line of trying and surrendering. And number five, spiritual bypassing. This is something that pops up a lot, especially within my community. This is not spiritual bypassing, right? We're not gonna be using surrender for that. <laughs> All right. So that really wraps up today's episode for you guys. And I just want to say thank you again for your time, for coming with me on this ride and on this discussion. Surrender is it's a difficult topic to talk about because it's not black and white, you know, like it's not, it's just not that easy to to describe, to talk about, to put into categories or boxes. And I just hope that in the midst of this, 
you've really found some things that I've shared that have been meaningful to you. And that will be helpful moving forward. <laughs> so thank you again. Now I want to know, where are you going to surrender in your life? Find me on Instagram or Facebook at Soul Driven Podcast <laughs> or send me an email at souldrivenpodcast at gmail.com. Either way, I would love to hear from you. If today's message resonated, please leave me a review on iTunes. They mean a lot to this episode and to getting the word out. Sign up for my email list. You are going to, you just don't want to miss updates. I send out a weekly newsletter kind of reminding you that there's a new podcast out. But in addition, there's going to be fun stuff coming. And don't forget, folks, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.